Welcome to Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann, the show that brings you thoughtful perspective through the lens of Christ. Join us every Saturday morning at 1130 a.m. on The Bridge Austin Radio, broadcasting on both 1120 a.m. and 101.1 FM. Whether you're on the go, hitting the gym, or simply relaxing with your favorite beverage, Triumphant Victorious Reminders will empower you to live in Christ with heavenly wit. Teresa Ann reminds us that true perspective isn't just about being positioned correctly, it's about being positioned in Christ, who is the ultimate perspective. So tune in and let your friends know to join us as we journey towards seeing mission fields in the midst of battlefields. This is Triumphant Victorious Reminders, with Teresa Ann, and we're excited to have you with us. Well, it's another Saturday morning at 1130, and I want to say thank you so much for joining me on Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann, and I get to have my guest, Tristan Roney, here in the studio again. I am so honored we got to have a great conversation last Saturday. And so uh, with with everything that, we, that we've talked about, you know, something that I love about my daughter is that when she gets with the Lord, she just really waits and listens to kind of lean in on what he's wanting to share with her. So before we go any further, Father, thank you for blessing this episode and may your heart be revealed in this show today. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, so Tristan, thank you so much again for being my guest. I'm so excited, especially that you are going to be in Midland soon. So um, with with all of that, you and I got to have a great conversation one morning um, about out of all books of the Bible... <laughs> It was a minor prophet named Amos. Yeah. I'm just going to say go for it. Expound. <laughs> so I didn't even know that was a book of the Bible, to be quite honest. I feel so embarrassed saying that. Um, so don't judge me. Uh, but, yeah, I have the verse of the day on my phone, and the Amos scripture popped up. And for some reason, I was really compelled to it. It's talking about, like, let justice fall like rain. And I thought, why is this really compelling? So I click on it and I'm like, I didn't even know this was a book. So I'm like, I'm going to read it from the very beginning. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, okay, I have no idea who's talking. And I don't know why they're so upset with Israel. Like, I don't know. I mean, I kind of get it, but I also don't, you know? Right. Um, so I honestly was going to click off when I felt the Holy Spirit say, I want you to look up the background of Amos. So I looked up the background and insight.org has a really good article about the book of Amos. And I love how they section it off because it's who wrote the book, where are we, why is Amos so important, what's the big idea, and how do I apply this? Wow. And anybody who, you know, goes into Bible study reading, we have many methods, right, that we like to use. One of the popular ones is the REAP method, read, examine, apply, pray. And for me, as I'm reading this book, I'm like, I have no idea how I can apply this to my life. Like, it, I don't relate to this at all. Yeah. I'm just going to go back to my Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but the Lord is like, no, I've got something for you here. So keep reading. Mm. So as I first, I'm like, okay, who wrote this? Because I was wondering, like, who is writing this? 
it was Amos. Yeah. <laughs> and Amos didn't come from a family of prophets. He didn't even consider himself one. Mm. Um, but, you know, when the Lord calls you and unctions you to do something, you're going to do it, right? It's what what does dad say? Like, the Lord gets the first word and I just follow. And I love, <laughs> I love that, that so much. Because we always say the last word, right? Yeah. It's like, no, he gets the first and I follow that. You yes. know, I love that. So um, I believe that's what Amos did. You know, he was really, there was an injustice that was being done that he was getting so upset by. Mm. I believe the Lord placed that on him wow. to call out God's people. Come on. Um, so what was happening is Jeroboam's reign in the northern kingdom okay. of Israel was very profitable mm. and in a material sense. However, the moral decay that also occurred at that time counteracted any positives from the material growth. Wow. So, you know, it says um, mm. in this article, it says more than Almost any other book of scripture, the book of Amos holds God's people accountable for their ill treatment of others. It repeatedly points out the failure of the people um, to fully embrace God's idea of justice. They were selling off needy people for goods, taking advantage of the helpless, oppressing the poor, and the men were using women immorally. Um, drunk on their own economic success and intent on strengthening their financial position, the people had lost the concept of caring for one another. Mm. Uh, Amos rebuked them because he saw in that lifestyle evidence that Israel had forgotten God. Wow. And as I was reading that, then I went back to the book and I'm like, I get it now. I understand why you're so upset. I get why you're calling it out. I get why you're you know, there's just, I believe God placed that on him, you know. Yes. And one thing that I really liked is it said Christ and Amos, because, you know, you're kind of wondering, where is Christ in this? Mm. And it says, Jesus Christ, who has all authority to judge, is also the one who restores his people. And I thought that's really beautiful because here he's calling it out, right? But he wants restoration for mm. his people. That's why it's being called out. It's not for condemnation. Come on. It's an invitation of conviction to come to the Father and, and lay down before wow. him and and surrender all, right? I love that because I think so often we just think we have to call it out, gotta call these things out. And there is a time and place for that, right? But we also forget the restoration piece mm. of it. The calling out has purpose. Yes. It's not just to call it out. It's not just to throw up everywhere and say, I feel good now. And everyone has vomit on their face, right? Right. <laughs> but it's actually, it's it's vomit and it's a cleanup crew yeah, on top of good. that. That's so good. And so there was something about that that I was really intrigued by. And, you know, there's a lot more to this article that I really would suggest people to look and look it up and see. Really quick, who was Amos? What what did he do? Um, so it says that Amos was, um, he was a shepherd. Um, he was a grower of sycamore figs. Wow. And, so he was a farmer. Yeah, he was in, I think, I believe he was in the south part of... He was like lived in a small little town. Oh, wow. So it was really weird too, like mm. just a random guy. Yeah. You know? Right. right. Um, just litting up these people. <laughs> but but with a holy a holy reverent, like a holy justice, Fear of like the a Lord. holy yes. you know. Uh there's like, just what something are you doing? beautiful about that. Mm. Uh because I don't believe that Amos would just have that for himself. No. Because it didn't nothing that didn't really affect him, I don't believe. I wouldn't think mm, you know so why would good. you get so upset at these people when they're not even doing anything to you they're just living their life but it's like no no, no. you have god in you and you're doing this 
Like you, you say that you are religious. You say that you are these things, but yet here you are Mm -hmm. treating people like nothing. And so what's really awesome. So the, how do I apply this? And I was very curious about this because I'm like, yeah, how do I apply this for my day-to-day life specifically as a believer? Mm. And um, it says, injustice permeates our world, yet as Christians, we often turn a blind eye to the suffering of others for more important work, like praying, preaching, and teaching. But the book of Amos reminds us that those works, while unquestionably central to a believer's life, ring hollow when we don't love and serve others in our own lives. And it says, do you find yourself falling into that trap of times of prioritizing prayer over service? Mm. And I thought I got really convicted when I read that because I was like, oh, I've done that so I've many times. That. I'm like, oh, like I've, I need to go do this. I can't, yeah. I can't help you. Don't bother I me. I can't help you move. Mm. I got to go to my, my prayer meeting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, like it's Isn't sad. It's ridiculous? so sad. And what I love about this is it says the prophecy of Amos should simplify the choices in our lives. Instead of choosing between prayer and service, the book of Amos teaches us that both are essential. God has called Christians not only to be in relationship with him, but also to be in relationships with others. For those Christians whose tendency has been to focus more on the invisible God than on his visible creation. Amos pulls us back toward the center where both the physical and the Mm. spiritual needs of people matter in God's scheme of justice. And I love that ending of both the physical and the spiritual needs of people matter in God's scheme of justice. That matters to him, Mm. both. Not, oh, I have to pray that, that that's what he wants. No, he wants both. He wants both. He wants you to care for one another. He wants you to love one yes. another. Right? You don't being, have to pray about that. Being indebted in love. Right. One another yes. continually. Continually. But he also wants you to, to be intimate with him in prayer mm. and worship. That is worship, is helping one another. Mm. It's a perspective shift. And so there was wow. just something about it that I was, I just loved this very much. And it, honestly, what it did for me to also as a young girl being in my 20s, um, I think for my generation, because I can speak towards this, we tend to think that the Bible is not for today. Mm. And if, yeah, if I just kept reading that without kind of having a new insight in, in learning and yeah. background and stuff, um, I would easily have clicked off and said, this isn't for me. Let me just go back to like my feel good scriptures that I want to keep mm. and like what makes me feel better about myself and also what fits my lifestyle and molds to me. Right. And so I've realized the Lord calling me out and saying, no, it's for today. It's actually more for today than ever before. And there's principles. It may not be to a T. You can relate to it, right? We have technology. Right. We've got social media. We've yes. got internet, all this stuff. But there's a principle to it. And this was a principle of, mm. no, you don't have to pick and choose service or prayer. It's essential. Both is essential mm. in the kingdom of God, in his scheme of justice. And yes, he is, you know, he is one that judges others, but he restores his people back to himself. And we forget that part. Mm. You know, we stop at the judging people. We don't go to the restoration. And that's who he is. He is a restorer of everything. That's what we believe. Like his his whole idea of who he is is, is restoration. And so we can't forget that. And I have personally forgotten that. I have too. Yeah. Wow. 
That is just so. So don't look at little books of the Bible as yes, (laughs) not for today uh, as old, but really, you have to take the time to research, to learn, to to be open to the Holy Spirit to speak. You know, Uh, he he doesn't care about time. So, you know, and he'll redeem your time. Absolutely. He always has. <laughs> he always he does. He's it, very good sure. at time management, yes. better than I am. <laughs> and I just, I have a new appreciation for not just the book of Amos, but any of the, so I would say, forgotten books of the Bible. Mm. Um, it's just really beautiful how the Lord can use anybody. And, um, and that book just shows that. Yeah. Just a shepherd man that was. Minding his own business. That had a very fresh a frustration that was in him that had to call it out yeah specifically god's people Mm. these were not non-believers these were god's people yeah that's good and again i because at first i thought oh this was to the world right no it's never it was no it was to god's people specifically calling it out like what makes you any different mm. when you're over here doing the same exact stuff as the person who doesn't believe? Yeah. But how, what sets you apart in that? Mm. That's so good. What makes them say, I want what you have? Exactly. It's like if you're getting drunk just as they are, what Yeah. <laughs> what difference is that? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, there was just so, I, and I think, I, I believe I'm still unpacking this. I think I'll always, yeah, I for sure. will always get new revelation from this. But that's kind of what, that's what I've been getting mm. um, from after reading the book of Amos. I just love that because when you were sharing that with me regarding the book of Amos, I was like, I want to go read it myself. Yeah. And, you know, the Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher. You're so good. <laughs> and anyone who says, well, I need a mentor, I need it. No, Holy Spirit. Yeah. There is a scripture that actually says the Holy Holy Spirit will teach you all truth. Mm -hmm. The reason why we gather together Mm -hmm. is to share the truth of God that he's been sharing with us, with one another, to build each other up in our most holy faith. It is not to say, oh, I'm going to drop the ball this week and I'm not going to really get with Jesus. No, it's I got with Jesus this week and look what he (laughs) showed me in my own life. Look where he corrected me. This is where he loves me so much that he called called me out and said, I want to restore you back to myself, even in this, like what you were just sharing. And I just think that is so powerful because so often we are preaching to the world Mm. and Jesus did not preach to the world. He healed the world. Mm -hmm. He loved the world. And he was teaching his disciples how to walk in God's love so that the world would want him. Yeah. You know, the mob that said, Hosanna, 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 you know, almighty in the, you know, in the highest, they were the same people that yelled crucify him Mm. days later. Yeah. Those weren't unbelievers. Yeah. Those were the religious yeah. And so sometimes we're like, well, I'm not religious. I have a relationship. Well, we can get religious <laughs> about things in our life. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. well, I, I've got to write a book. So I can't help you. Right. Well, guess what? The book can wait. <laughs> Someone needs help right now. Yeah. And 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 God's not going to call you to do something that obviously, you know, he, he calls he calls us to do things within his grace that abounds, yeah. that is beyond what we could do on our own. 
So he'll take that little fish and loaves of help to help someone that we think is nothing. And he will make that thing into something huge because that was just a testament that this is this showed God loved me yeah. because someone took the time to do this for me. You know, and it could be anything. It could be so little. But going back to, you know, I, I just love this guy, Amos. <laughs> like, wow, you know, I believe he was minding his own business. He was trying to shepherd his flock. He was trying to, you know, grow grow his what, sycamore, <laughs> sycamore figs. <laughs> you know, like, hey, I, I'm just focusing on what I got to do here. But like you said, when God puts a call when God puts that an unction, an unction yeah. on your life, you can't get away from that. Mm-hmm. You can run, but he's you're like, always going to feel it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so to know that, you know, what they were going through in the book of Amos, it's like what we're going through today yeah. in, in the Western world. Yeah. <laughs> we are so fat happy mm. with wealth, mm. right? It, but yet we're so decayed morally yeah you know and yet we're saying we know jesus yeah and then we use these the verbiage like well you know i'm just forgiven (laughs) thank god jesus died well hold on you know when jesus died for us it actually wasn't for us first god jesus himself died to do the will of his Father. father yeah His fix and his gaze was on his father, and we benefited from that gaze and from that fix. So for us to even think for one second he first did it for us, we have got the message of salvation very, very incorrect. Mm. So let's get start back to the basics. (laughs) Everything that we do needs to be as unto the Lord so that when... The things that we got to do for people and they're not appreciative, we don't get into that place of, well, I'm never doing that again because, you know, they didn't appreciate it. Well, then you just showed you didn't do it for him. Right. Because when you do it for him, it doesn't matter if they're thankful or not. Right. It's fun when they are. (laughs) It's so fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when they're not, if our gaze and our fix was on them. Yeah. How discouraging would that be? Yeah. Jesus knew you're going to have to follow me. In every way. And you follow me into death by not doing this for them. You do this as unto the Father. Yeah. And that's the difference. That is the difference. And when we can start to see God with awe and wonder, we will not fall into the traps Mm. of wealth, wealth, wealth. But we will actually want to go back to what your scripture was from today, which was being indebted to Love. Yeah. If you're going to be in debt to anything, be indebted to God's love. Yeah. And let me tell you, when I used to memorize scripture, for instance, I used to do it for like if things were going wrong in my life, I'd be like, Lord, your word says, you know, like working the word, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like kind of like, I'm, this is for affirmations. This is to make me feel better. But really the word of God, when we have that hidden in our hearts, yeah. it's so that it changes us. Yes. It's not so that it changes our circumstances. 
It's so that it changes us so we can see our circumstances completely different. Now we get to behold him in the midst of the circumstance. And now the circumstance isn't the narrative anymore. Right. The narrative is, whoa, do you see God in the midst of this situation? Kind of like when we were talking about when we tell our testimony of, say, your accident, right? And there are some people that are just heck bent on the fact that, oh, my God, that's so, so traumatic. traumatic. <laughs> and yet they didn't hear one thing about, but I saw God yeah. here and I saw God do this and yeah. I, I witnessed him do this. And the testimony, the narrative was, look what God has done. Right in the midst Mm -hmm. and so whenever you know god has been training me to see not just through the perspective lens of optimism Mm -hmm. but seeing through the eyes of christ who is true perspective yeah and that's the key is that we take that perspective and we we gaze across everything that we do Everything that we do no longer becomes about us mm-hmm. or what what we would hope would come out of this. Mm-hmm. Or we hope that, you know, maybe if we do it this way that, that they'll join us and mm. whatever it is. But it's like, Lord, I want to do this your way. Yeah. Not just because, not just because, and this is how I used to feel. I want to do the things of God so that if I died, that I can say I did the things of God. Right. Well, you're dead. Right. <laughs> but the whole the whole point is, do this because you can do it for him. I see. Not because, you know, you could be facing death in five minutes. Right. Like, yeah. Of course. Sometimes we have to. That's like kind of our starting point, you know. But let's not stay right, there. Right. You're saying it's a perspective. Yeah. At it, first, I thought you were saying like when you're dead, like then you can say, "I'm like, well, you're gonna no, be dead, yeah. so you can't say anything." <laughs> But like, for instance, I used to say I love you to dad all the time or give him a hug before he left. Because you're afraid. That because he... I was afraid. What if he left and I never see him again because he's in a car accident, right? Yeah. But now it's like, wait, God has given me a new perspective on that and said, why don't you just say I love you and give him a hug? Because, because you can. can. Right. Yes. <laughs> Not because there's a fear of you may never see him Out again. Out of a lack. Exactly. A different kind of lack. That's it just right. Looks different. And and here's another one I just kind of want to put in there, just 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 for the heck of it. We've talked about this too about parenting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to parent like that because of what my parents did to me. You know, we kind of yeah. say things like that. So I'm going to do this for my kids. And you made a statement one day, and you said, "Yeah, but what if you don't need that as a, the kid? You're still you're still parenting out of lack. Mm. You're parenting out of what you didn't have. Why right. don't you just start parenting from the place of where the fa- how the father parents you? Right. And that's just from the place of love. And the kid is so unique. Yeah, exactly. And so you're gonna be able to show them love in, in ways that they need to be shown right. love, not in the ways that you lacked love. Right. And and so it goes back to that whole it's the model of am I doing this from the place of lack which seems good Mm -hmm. or am I doing this from the place of the father's heart which is abundant Mm -hmm. there's surplus and when you do it from that place you won't miss it you won't miss it at Mm -hmm. all and that's what I just, I have to share that part because it goes back to when we live a life of lack and even doing good from a place of a perspective that's lacking, mm-hmm. it'll bleed into every other area of living. Mm-hmm. 
every other area. And then one day we go, how did we get here? How did I get here? But when we do it from the place of God's love and being centered in Christ, just something happens to where we're constantly being transformed into the likeness of Christ. You know, <laughs> so it's just yeah. it's just so so cool. Just to say the to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We just had we had one of those so giggling moments, guys. So just just giggle with us. Um, <laughs> Tristan, thank you so much for. <laughs> Great. I'm so sorry. I'm trying not to have a laugh attack. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm not going to look at you, though. Where, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep talking. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm so happy yes, that I got yes. to join you today. Yes. <laughs> and thank you to all the listeners for listening in on Tristan and I's conversation. But really, I would just really... <laughs> I would really encourage you to read the book of Amos seriously thank y'all so much I'm, I'm gonna be professional here okay the bible is for it today <laughs> okay where were we <laughs> I just maybe someone needs a good laugh yeah, you know we are here for you yes we are here <laughs> for you we got you but but you know anyway I just love <laughs> okay I'm not doing it now. It's your turn. That's on you. Okay, I'm, I'm, I've stopped watching. You take laughing. over. Take over. No, this isn't my show. You go. I'm the guest. Oh, my gosh. All right. Okay, get your Teresa Ann moment on. Okay. Okay. Professional. Don't look at me. Just, oh. just keep talking. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. I don't know what's gotten into me. I'm sorry. <laughs> as long as you do not pee. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm not gonna pee. <clears throat> but anyway, just doing everything in Christ. Seriously, it. You you will do things. You'll see things with abundance like you've never seen before, and it's so cool because you will begin to see life like that child with awe and wonder, mm -hmm. and you'll want to pause, you'll want to stop, you'll want to just be like, whoa, you'll want to revel in the goodness of God, and from that place of, of reveling in his goodness, you just respond over and over again, even more to this transformation of wanting to obey, not out of a place of obligation, but from a place of great adoration for God. So thank you guys so much for joining me on today's triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann and joining me and my guest Tristan as we are just so grateful to what God is doing in and through us as our souls, our minds are being renewed day after day. So if you want to share something that you've gotten today from the show, or maybe something that God has been highlighting to you personally. Will you please reach out to me at triumphantvictoriousreminders.com, or you can email me at letstalktv74 at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. 
We hope that you were empowered and encouraged by the insights and perspectives shared on this program. Remember, living in Christ transforms us into His likeness and enables us to live an abundant life with heavenly wit. With Teresa and we have learned to see mission fields in the midst of battlefields. Be sure to tune in next Saturday morning at 1130 for another edition of Triumphant Victorious Reminders with Teresa Ann. Until then, keep seeking Christ, who is the true perspective, and may his blessings be upon you always.